Welcome to the Biblical Principles Podcast. This is Brother Jason Epley, and I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us, and today we'll be dealing with a topic that in, is going to be kind of like a kind of like a continuation of the podcast on salvation, and it's what happens at salvation. What actually happens at salvation in the lives of any of of men, women, boys, and girls who give their heart and life to Christ, who actually repent of their sins, turn from their sin to their Savior and get saved, get born again. What actually happens? Well, the first thing that happens is going to be found in the book of John, chapter 3, in verse number 16. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The first thing that you're going to possess once you get saved, once salvation happens in your life, is everlasting life. You're going to live forever and ever and ever in the paradise of God, and nothing is ever going to take that away. Everlasting simply means that it's going to last forever. So the first thing that you're going to receive at salvation is everlasting life. Now, this is a package deal that we're talking about here. All this stuff you're going to receive instantly once you get saved. You will, you'll receive this instantly. It's not something that you have to grow in grace to be able to receive this. Now, some of these things will be a work that God produces in your life, but instantly at salvation, you will receive these things. And the first one being everlasting life. And then as we move quickly on to the second one, I want you to notice in the book of First John, the book of First John, chapter 1, in verse number 9, the Bible says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I understand the context of the verse. I understand the context of the book of First John, and it's dealing with saved people. It's dealing with people who are saved. I understand that. But the man, woman, boy, or girl who's lost, and they come to God, and they confess the fact that they're a sinner, they experience the same forgiveness of sins. So you experience everlasting life, and then you get to experience the forgiveness of sins. All your sins, past, present, and future, are forgiven. Why? Because they're covered over by the blood of Jesus Christ. When He died on the cross, He forgave your sins. He forgave your sins. So you don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to wonder if these things are going to be brought up again. No, in the eyes of God, they're forgiven and they're forgotten. Why? Because you confessed them to God. Then as we move into the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 17, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 17, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we can realize from this verse that all things become new in the life and in the heart of the person who gets born again, the person who gets saved. You'll have a new desire, new dedication, new direction in your life. I, I can honestly admit that once someone gets saved, they have a desire to read the Word of God. They have a desire to go to church. They have a desire to tell somebody about salvation. They have a desire to um, to to do the things that God would want them to do. And all of these things happen the instant you're saved. And these new desires do not, do not line up with the old desires. The old man had no desire to read the Bible, no desire to go to church, no desire to be a witness, no desire to pray. But once you're saved, what happens at salvation? All things become new. First John chapter number 3 and verse number 24 
1 John chapter number 3 and verse number 24. And he keepeth his and he keepeth his commandments, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the by the spirit which he hath given us. That last part of the verse. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Inside of you the Holy Spirit is now dwelling. And that spirit is going to convict you of sin. That spirit is going to lead and guide you. That spirit is going to deal with your heart about the things that God needs you to do. Why? Because you got saved. Because you got saved. And this is not a conscience. Um, Every man, woman, boy, girl is born with a conscience. This is a Holy Spirit indwelling. This spirit, this spirit will deal with you in relation to your thing, to the things that you need to do for God and the things that God does not want you to do. It's a Holy Spirit indwelling, and He's not going to leave you. He's not going to depart from you. He's going to be there until, until you step onto the sunny banks of deliverance and receive your new glorified body. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 8. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto all men. You will receive, you'll receive at salvation a spiritual gift. You'll receive a spiritual gift. You'll have something that God blesses you with that you can use as you minister to lost people, as you minister in your day-to-day life. Now, these spiritual gifts vary, okay? And I'm just going to list a few off the top of my head. Some people have the spiritual gift to preach, teach Sunday school, be a deacon. They have the spiritual gift of wisdom. Some people have the spiritual gift of healing, of helps, of giving. Some people are merciful after they get saved, and they weren't that way before they got saved. And if if you'd like, if you'd like at the end of the podcast, I'll get my email. And what I'll do is um, I can drop you, I can drop you an email. I can send you an email with maybe 10 spiritual gifts with the scripture reference for them. And it's just free of charge. If you'll just drop me an email and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to receive the 10 spiritual gifts, then um, then I can send that over to you by email. And maybe maybe you could include in that what your spiritual gift is. So what happens at salvation? You receive a spiritual gift. Then Ephesians chapter 2 Verse number 10, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You'll begin to do a work for God. What happens at salvation? You are a work of God. Understand that first. This is kind of a twofold part because you are a, you're a trophy of grace. If you're saved, God puts you... God puts you in his trophy cabinet. You're a trophy of grace, and he wants to display you to the world. But in the midst of him displaying you, you're going to do a work for God. Because the Bible says, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Someone who gets saved will have a desire to serve the Lord. They'll have a desire to do a work for God. Now, what is that work? That work is between you and God, what it is that God has for you to do. It's not up to me to tell you the work, but it is up to me to tell you that once you get saved, you will do, you will do a work for God. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7. All of this stuff happens instantly at salvation. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. You will have someone who cares for you. 
who cares for you intimately, who cares for you deeply, who is very concerned about your needs. That happens at salvation. There's a God in heaven who says, hey, if you're burdened down and you're bothered with things, you can cast them unto me because I care for you. And he's gonna, He's not going to put any more on you than you can bear because he's a loving, compassionate, kind, heavenly father. And these things happen at salvation. You have someone who cares for you. And then the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 in verses 55 through 57. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What happens at salvation? You have victory over death. Death does not have any power on you anymore. You should not fear death. Death is nothing more in a in a saved person's life than a transition point where you step out of this life and you step into the next life. You have victory. You have victory over death. He, he asked this question. He said, oh, death, where is thy sting? Death does not have any power over you. All you're going to do is leave this life and step on the sunny banks of deliverance in the presence of your Savior because you got victory over death. Why? Because you got saved. And then lastly, and then lastly, the book of John chapter number 14 in verse number 2, John chapter number 14 in verse number 2. The Bible says this, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. What happens at salvation? You receive a mansion in heaven. Jesus said it. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. The mansions are not there for him because he owns everything. The mansions are there for those who got saved. So you might not have a whole lot here in this world. You might not possess a whole lot of this world's goods. But over there on the other side, when you get to that world, you will have a mansion waiting for you. And you can read the context of that in the book of John, chapter number 14. And also, if you want to know what heaven is, what heaven holds, you can go over to the book of Revelation, and you can read chapters 21 and 22, and there's a lot in there about heaven. And could I say to you about heaven, the half has not been told. So what happens at salvation? There's several things that happen. You get everlasting life, forgiveness of sins. All things become new. The Holy Spirit starts to dwell inside you. You receive a spiritual gift. You'll do a work for God. You have somebody you can cast your care upon. You've got victory over death, and you receive a mansion in heaven. Now, as we close today, I do want to give out the, the email address, and if you'd like to receive that list of at least 10 spiritual gifts with the Scripture reference, if you'll just drop me an email, and that email is biblicalprinciples at juno.com. It's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. And don't forget to send in your questions for the new part of this podcast we're going to have called Sharpening the Sword, where I try to answer the questions you send in within a minute or two using the Scripture and the Word of God. I want to thank you again for joining us, and I pray that you'd have a blessed day.